Hey, how's everyone doing today? It's July 26, 2020, and I pray that this message finds you in the best of health and spirits, not just you, but you and your loved ones, wherever your loved ones are, whether they're close or whether they're abroad. Today's message or thing that I want to discuss has to do with the truth, and this one this subject, I guess, could be controversial to some, but um, not to me. I don't see any gray areas. Um, what I'm going to be doing today is sharing uh, the truth, or I should say my truth and my journey. This will be my testimony. Now, under Wikipedia, says that the definition of testimony is something like this. It's under man's law and judicial system, it's a form of evidence that, uh, that is obtained from a witness who makes a solemn statement or declaration of fact. The testimony may be oral or written, and it is usually made by oath or affirmation under penalty of perjury. The Merriam-Webster online dictionary says something similar. It's a solemn declaration usually made orally by a witness. That's an interesting word, a witness, a witness under oath in response to interrogation. Interesting, under interrogation by a lawyer or authorized public official. So what you have is a generalized depiction of testimony as a definition. And then you have one that's really specific to the law um, with Merriam-Webster. And there's, there's several definitions that are out there. Mine is going to be a little bit of both actually it's going to talk a little bit about man's law and it's going to talk again about more importantly God's law and I'm not going to preach a sermon today but what I am going to do is is tell the truth about my journey and I'm going to glorify my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I was raised in humble beginnings I grew up in an area called Penn Village in Pennsylvania a project but I'll tell you something I know a lot of people talk about projects and they talk about how bad they are and um, you know how they wish things were better but when I reflect back on my times in the projects they were probably some of the best ever they were the most memorable and they've given me experiences and they've given me wisdom and just a better understanding of human nature than I could have gotten anywhere else. It was an education in life at an early age, but there was so much fun. There was so much we did, some good, some bad. I regret some of it, and I truly miss a lot of it. Um, the truth of the matter is that I, I grew up in the projects, but I loved every minute of it. I didn't want to stay in the projects, but I loved every minute of it. I loved my friends, I loved my people, I loved my family, uh, I loved my friends. And we, we just had a great time. I mean, it was a time when kids could be out walking without having to worry about somebody bothering them, didn't have to worry about predators. Everybody knew everybody. You couldn't walk down the street and do something without somebody saying, hey, ain't you such and such as boy? Because everybody knew your mom and everybody knew your father. So it was one of those things where regardless of whether you were in the projects or in the neighborhood, wherever that may be, 
everyone knew everyone and you felt safe in your neighborhood. You felt safe where you lived. You felt safe when the lights, the street lights went down. You felt safe being out because you you just knew that everything was going to be right, going to be all right. You knew your environment, you knew the people. And those years I had in the village were, as I mentioned, the best of my life. They made me the person I am, but more importantly, they, they made me realize the person I should be. There were many days when I sat up on the steps of West End Elementary School. Matter of fact, in many evenings, sitting up on those steps, staring at the stars, trying to figure out what's next, what else should I be doing? Is there something better than this? And when I say better than this, I'm going to reflect back on my gangster side. <laughs> Those days when I used to hang out with my friends and we just get high, we smoke and do all kinds of stuff and drink. And we were we were just having fun. We didn't hurt anybody, but we uh, we definitely had lots of fun. We were uh, doing things that you see in movies today with some of the things we did with relationships, which some of which I'm not that proud of and some of which um, I still cherish to this day. But more importantly, I don't, I don't look back on my past and say that I'm ashamed of, of what happened or what I've done. I realize those, all those things that happened, good and bad, were required for me to build a dependency on the one constant that would never change in my life, the one thing that would always be there, the one thing that I could always trust, that I could always share my thoughts with, regardless of the time, regardless of the day, regardless of of my circumstances. And that voice that was always with me, has always been with me, is still with me. That calming voice, that sensation of security that feeling of the Holy Spirit that just reaches down and tingles your whole body and just lets you know no matter what is going on it's going to be alright now I know I said I wasn't going to preach but you need to understand something that my journey my testimony wouldn't be a journey and it wouldn't be a testimony if there was no Lord and Savior Jesus Christ if there was no God there would be no me if there would be no Christ, there would be no salvation, no hope. So I'm not going to ask for your forgiveness for telling the truth. And I've had plenty of successes in my life. I've had multiple businesses. I've, when people told me, Here, here's something you might want to know. And, and this is not a play on anyone. It's not to um, minimize or degrade anyone or to make them feel less than what they are. It's just the truth. I remember years ago when I first decided that I wanted to, to have my, f my business or have my first business. I was working at a Fortune 500 company. I was making good money. And I remember telling my wife, I says, I'm tired of this. I, I don't like what I'm doing. I need a change. And she was a little reluctant, but she supported me. She said, whatever you want to do, you know, I got your back. And I prayed about it. 
I wasn't sure what I was going to do or how I was going to do it. And then I was blessed with a mentor, a mentor I met at that Fortune 500 company who shared with me that I already had, I had already possessed everything that I needed to start my own business. He shared with me the, the path for what I needed to do to get started, and I've never looked back. And through all of that, I realized that every person that I've come in, that I've encountered, I should say, every person that's helped me, every person that's criticized me, every person that supported me, and, and for the doubters and the haters, I got nothing but love for you. Nothing but love. Because think about it. If you don't have some doubters and haters in your life, what's going to motivate you? What's going what's gonna, to gonna push you? farther than you can be pushed and at the end of the day even when you are at your lowest point you know what kept me going you know what keeps me going now it, it's not that I know I can make money it's not that I have a nice house it's not that I'm a nice car it's the comfort in knowing that the Lord is watching over me it's the comfort in knowing that this gift of love is inside of me. It shares every thought. It shares every pain. It shares every experience. And it guides me to where I need to go and where I need to be. I was challenging myself to share this testimony because I, I was concerned that I would hurt other people's feelings I was concerned that it would rub people the wrong way I don't care anymore I, I hope it doesn't offend you but I'm not gonna hold back my joy I'm not going to hold back the truth and the truth is everything good everything absolutely Everything good in my life is because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not me, Him. Every door that was open was opened by Him. Every time someone told me I couldn't do anything, I trusted Him and doors opened. Phone calls were made. Emails were sent. Not on my part, but to me. What I'm trying to tell you right now, whether you believe it or not, is when you trust the Lord, when you truly trust the Lord, then everything that's going on in your life, it can be managed. It can be joyous. And I know that's hard to say for some because they're thinking, well, we've got this epidemic going on and people are losing their jobs and and people are getting sick. I'm I'm not happy that people are getting sick because of COVID-19. I'm not happy that people are losing their jobs because of this pandemic. I'm not happy that people are losing their uh, possessions, their homes and cars. And I'm not happy that people are being treated unfairly. I'm not happy that we live in a world and a judicial system in the United States that doesn't recognize that it is inappropriate. It's outdated. 
It's unfair. It's cruel. It's a system that was built years ago. A system that we've lived in and a system that was designed to oppress us. And when I say us, I'm not speaking of a specific ethnicity. I'm speaking to everyone who's been oppressed. I'm speaking to everyone who's knows firsthand about injustice, whether it be social, whether it be in the workplace. There are so many things about our system that are wrong that I can't even start to discuss them. It would just be easier to tear the walls down, tear the system down and rebuild it. This is where it needs to happen. And I know I'm getting off track. I was talking about my journey and and I'm going to come back to that. But um, thinking about my journey, this is part of it. All of us have been subjected to some form of unfair practice or unfair judgment. And none of us should be judging any of us. We should be accepting each other for who we are. And in the workplace, we should be rewarding others based on merit, not on the buddy system or the good old boy system or whatever other system out there. The truth of the matter is the only way we're going to bring about change is if people bring it about. One person's taking a stand, then another person, and then another person. Understanding that the situation and the problem is much bigger than ourselves. This system I refer to is is a judicial system. It's a governmental system in the United States that needs to change. It needs to be brought down. It needs to be improved. It needs to be enhanced. It needs to be rewritten. It needs to be destroyed. Whatever word makes you feel better, it, it just needs to go. It needs to go away. Because I don't feel safe like I did when I was a child. I don't feel safe. My kids, I don't feel safe for them when they're out and they're driving back and forth to work in the evening or going back and forth to school or back and forth to their friends' homes. I don't feel safe or I don't feel comfortable knowing that they're out there and at any time without them doing anything wrong they can just be in the wrong place at the wrong time and get pulled over by the wrong person and again I know I'm going off the track a little bit but let me say this also all cops are not bad just like all people aren't bad you have good people and you have bad people you have some who are just ignorant to the truth you have some that who won't accept the truth And there's some that have their own truth. And I think we all kind of fall into that last one. We all have our own version of the truth. And I think that gets me back on course. So there were times when I was talking about starting a business to even my friends, close friends, and people that I I went to church with, talking about starting a business and what I was going to name it and what I was going to try and do. And some of them left. Some of them said I was crazy to do it. Some of them said you're going to fail. And and then some of them didn't say anything. I just 
could hear them whispering, you know, behind my back, or I would hear rumors behind my back. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because you know what? Each and every one of us has a right to his or her opinion. But don't hate someone because they're trying to do something better. Don't hate someone because they see that um, their circumstances need to change. Don't hate somebody because they want more in their life and they're willing to work hard to get it. Notice I said work hard. I didn't say cheat. I didn't say steal. I didn't say anything illegal. I said work hard to get it. And when they do get it, don't look down on them now because... They, they did something that you only thought about. Don't don't take their, you know, hard work and, and turn it or twist it into something that it's not. All each and every one of us need do is look in the mirror each and every day and you will see success. You will see success. You will see blessings. You will see mercy. You will see grace. If you can look in the mirror in the morning when you get up, you have something to be thankful about. You have something to shout about. You have joy. And if you don't know what joy is, you should learn. Because as you get older, you will appreciate it more and more. I can remember a story of my kids. Uh, every year they would ask me, um, Dad, what do you want for birthday? And I would say, all I want is my health. And for a long time, they didn't understand what that meant. But as they start getting older... And I started getting older and some of my friends got older and some of their uncles and aunts and nieces and nephews and cousins and friends got older. They realized just how important your health really is. As I mentioned, I've, I've done a lot of things that I'm, I'm really proud of and I've done some things that I'm not proud of. The businesses I'm very proud of, but they're not my greatest accomplishment. They're tangible things. They're, they're, they're not my greatest accomplishment. The greatest gift, the greatest thing that I've ever done by the, through the grace of God is, is have children. My children, whew, I need to get this out. <laughs> my children are worth more than all the gold in Fort Knox. They're worth more than all the millionaires and tycoons and billionaires rolled up in one jelly roll. They still would not measure up to the worth of my children to me or my wife. For me, that's part of the journey that I'm so, so thankful for. So thankful for. And let me just share with you that there were some bumps on that journey and with my children, and with how our relationships were torn apart and how our relationships were mended. I have children who were born out of wedlock. I have children from a first marriage. I have children from a second marriage. Second marriage children are been with me from day one. My children from that were born out of wedlock are loved, but our journey has been interesting. There were times when we didn't speak. There were times when I know 
my son wasn't happy with me. I know there were times when my son didn't understand why things were the way they were. And there was nothing I could do about it to change his perception. All I could do was pray. And I remember him telling me one day, he says, Dad, I'm not mad at you anymore. I understand what you did and why you did it. And he said, I would have done the same thing. And then he went on to say some things about his mother, and I had to check him. That's right, I had to check him. I was like, you can't talk about your mother like that, regardless of the, the differences and challenges that her and I had. She's still your mom, and she brought you into this world. She didn't have to, but through the grace of God, she kept you. And then I have a son who was from a first marriage who I love and miss just as much as all my children. And I remember there were times when he probably had some of the same issues that my older son had. I wasn't always there for him. I wasn't there during, you know, milestones in his life where he needed to have his dad there, not his grandparents, his dad, to share those accomplishments or to to be there to support him in failure or support him in decisions he needed to make and yes I was there for the phone calls and yes I was there financially but it's not the same it's not the same as having a relationship and that's kind of part of that's one of the I think key parts of the journey that I was on my truth has a lot to do with the relationship and it's not a relationship that I had with women it's not a relationship I have with my family or with my friends not a relationship that I have with my co-workers or my boss, but it's the relationship that I have in my Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's that relationship that keeps me. It's that relationship that strengthens me. It's that relationship that provides for me. It's that relationship that I can't even measure all the good that's come out of it and that is still let me say that one more time. Still coming towards me. The blessings just keep flowing. And I know some people say, oh, man, you just talk. No, I'm, I am talking. But it's the truth. So much to be thankful for. Beautiful children. Beautiful home. Beautiful family. Beautiful friends. Beautiful nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, cousins. Beautiful to me. Not your perception of them, mine. Beautiful. You should be able to say this in your own life. If you can't, then make whatever change you need to make. You can't say that you can't find the Lord because the Lord ain't lost. It's a choice that each of us has to make. I chose the Lord. I'm still choosing the Lord. So my journey is still only beginning. <laughs> it ain't over. <coughs> the chapters are still being written. I don't know what's next. I'm praying God for guidance right now. And I'm praying for him to, to show me what else I need to do to fulfill the purpose for which I was born. Yes, I was born with a purpose. And God's the only person that knows it. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. But if you really want to, to be successful, you need to understand that plan. You need to talk.
to the Father, you need to reach out to the Lord and ask him to share his plan with you. Because the good thing about God's plans, unlike other plans, is his plan is always right. It's always successful. Doesn't mean you won't work hard. Matter of fact, you may work harder than you've ever worked. But guess what? He'll provide you with strength when you didn't know you had it. He'll provide you with a way when there was no way. He'll open a door when all the doors are closed. So when I hear people complaining about this pandemic and things that, you know, are going on, I understand that you've lost loved ones. I've lost family. I've lost a cousin. I've lost friends. And that that's all in God's hands. I don't know why they were taken. I don't know why, you know, others weren't. I do know this. I'm here because God wants me to be here because I still have a purpose. And I want to fulfill that purpose before my days are over. I pray that you will too. If you don't know your purpose, then ask the Lord to help you, to guide you, so that you can find out what that is. Because, as I mentioned, my journey has not begun. It's not over. It's, it hasn't begun again. But I'm thinking there's going to be a new journey that I'm going to be on. Some new destination that he's going to be driving me towards. Something that I've not done or something that I need to do. And I just pray that I'll he'll prepare me for it. And then I'll fulfill it. And I'll please him. And hopefully, if it's his will, it'll help others as well. So I've shared a little bit about my journey, my testimony. Not everything, but I've shared a little. I've shared a little bit about Black Lives Matter. But I'm not talking about the movement Black Lives Matter. I'm just talking about Black Lives Matter meaning people matter. Meaning the system is broken. Meaning the system needs to be changed. The judicial system is broken. It's been broken. There are different levels in the judicial system, depending on your status, depending on your gender, depending on your ethnicity, and it's wrong, 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 wrong. It needs to be changed. Write your congressmen, write your senators, write your House of Representatives. Let them know you want change, not talked about, but executed. You want change, executed. The system needs to come crumbling down, and we need a new a fair system, one that's not based on financial gains and filling the pockets of the fat cats, but one that's truly about balance, liberty, and justice for all, regardless of your your ethnicity, regardless of your gender, one that's fair. I'm going to stop right there. I'm just going to stop right there because I'm right now and I got a bunch of stuff that's on my head that I want to share with you. But I'm going to stop right there. We're going to wait until uh, the next time. This has been longer than I had expected. But sometimes you just got to let it flow. So until I meet you next time, I just want to say to those of you international in the U.S., I love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Wash your hands. Wear a mask when appropriate. Love each other. Take strength. Take your fear and throw it in the can and know that God's in control. I love you. Be blessed. And woo! Until next time.